Well, good afternoon and welcome to Scholars Spotlight. I've got a very, very special guest today from the management team. We've got Jamie Hawkins, who's our assistant manager. Welcome, Jamie. Morning. Thanks for having me. No, no problem. Now, we did say we were going to get a beer in, so show us your beer. Yeah, I've bottled it and gone coffee, mate, I'm afraid. He's had a shocker. He's had a shocker. Okay, well, we've got a lot of questions. And what I wanted to start with is we haven't been away from Boldmere for too long, actually. I think it's actually been about, feels like six weeks, something like that. And it gave me a unique insight into the chirping that happens on the bench, right? So what I've done, I've gone through all the audio and I've gone through what all the assistant managers have called you throughout the season. So just a few names I just wanted to go through. Tiny feet was one. Armrest, short capes, tiny top, hobbit, munchkin, Danny DeVito, titch, elf and half pint were just a few. What size feet are you, Jamie? I'm a I'm a very big seven, Ruben. I'm also a seven, so, so I I I you know. think that's an acceptable size of foot for a man. So I think all those nasty managers were out of line with what they called you. So that's a that's a good starting point. We've just come off the back of a defeat, right away from home, tough game, and a tough league, and that's where I wanted to start. We've obviously moved leagues this season. How have you, what have you found the big fun, um, fundamental differences have been between patterns of play and the physicality of this league? Um, I think the the biggest difference, and this is no <clears throat> no slight or, or disrespect to the Midland League, but all 20 teams in this division are competitive. Very, very competitive. Um you know, and, and there's the, the, the stock phrase, isn't there, you know, about there being no easy games and and that's never been truer. Um I think the the Midland League is a little bit more divided in the sense that you've probably got a top six or eight, then a middle couple and then a bottom five or six who that will will probably not change too often throughout the season. <clears throat> um and, and ironically something I picked up on in the bar uh, at Mosley, oh yeah, their chairman or compare who or whoever it was that was doing the the, the after match presentations, he said, "Oh, and, and you know, we, we'd like to turn everyone's attention to their away day on Saturday against Hensford, um, where we continue our promotion push, um, you know, and, and we can go six points from the playoffs with a game in hand." Yeah. And again, it not being disrespectful, I hadn't even looked um, at, at Mosley's situation. You know, we'd done our background on them before the game. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. And it just shows that, you know, Mosley sitting you know, below halfway. Yeah. They've still got ambitions of you put a couple of results together and, and you can go and, and, you know, sneak into the playoffs. So it, it's just relentless. No, I mean, that's really interesting, actually. Nobody had told me that. I mean, a bit ballsy as well. I think Swanee would have given me a giant-sized bollocking if I'd been talking talking like that on stage. Um, but interesting and a positive take, I guess. Uh, 
I think that was my next point. So we're one point off fifth as we stand and two points off fourth. So it's such a tight, tight league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it, it, it is, it absolutely is. And, and being a, a little bit objective and, and realistic, we're also a few points from being say 10th, you know, and, and that, like you say, it's so, so tight and, you know, something that we're, we're continually reminding the players and, and, and look, Tuesday was a big frustration for, for all of us, you know, that the players especially, um, and we, we feel like that there's opportunities presented to us where, you know, even if you, we'd have taken a point at Mosley and you come away and say, you know, that actually that's a good point. Um, and, and we were having a discussion between the management team last night and, even if, you know, and you talk about the fine margins there of, of the table, even if we'd have turned, say, three defeats into into draws, we'd be sitting two or three yeah. there. You know, now every manager in the league will say that as well. Yeah. yeah. It's it's something where we, you know, we're really kind of drilling into the players now is that with eleven games left, you know, take take Clitheroe. We we're going to Clitheroe on Saturday. And our objective is, is to win the game of football. But if we can make sure we don't lose the game of football, yeah. that point could be crucial come come yeah. the end of the season. Um yeah. you know, and, and probably not changing the focus a little bit, but but a little bit of a reset and a reminder that you're not gonna win every single game of football. You know, there'll be defeats along the way. Um, you know, even in the, the next eleven games, we will quite probably lose at some point. But if if we can, you know, turn those difficult days into a point, then they, they can be really valuable. Yeah, I think the exciting thing for me as well, obviously we've got great home support and we've got a lot of home games coming up. I think the exciting thing is, from the player's point of view, is they've got an opportunity to play their best football at the right time in the season. And that's the challenge. That's the gauntlet, right? And you as a management team can't do anything about that, right? You put them out there, you put them out in the best shape they can possibly be in with the right tactically um, astute messages to get them through the game. But actually, for players, they've got an opportunity to play their best football at the right time, right? Yeah. And, you know, look, we, we, we've we been probably inconsistent or, or more inconsistent than we'd we'd like over the course of the season and you know you you use the word opportunity again then and and that's probably the the single biggest frustration we've had this season however without being perfect where there's been performances that we would like to be better where we are now we'd still like things to improve you know and, and this is this is the the kind of the collective the players buy into it as well um, we're sitting in a fantastic position, you know, yeah. without being probably at our best, yeah, um, or, or certainly at our consistent best. Um, so you're absolutely right, and and that's kind of the, the the message that we've been reiterating from day one. Really, you know, we start the season with 38 games to go. You can only do them one at a time, you know, and and we kind of we work, you know, to that basis. So. The biggest game of the season is now Clitheroe away. Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter about Leek on Tuesday or I think it's witness the fight. It doesn't matter. 
you know, all that matters is is Saturday. And then, you know, come five o'clock on Saturday, we'll see where we've, you know, what points we've we've picked up or not. We we take stock, we reassess, and then, you know, we, we go into Tuesday. But yeah, it's it is exciting and it's motivating because, you know, you touch on we we're on the back of a defeat on Tuesday. You know, it's devastating at the time, but Wednesday it's kind of you know like that that motivation's back, ready for the next one because the the eleven remaining games they matter. You know, we're not yeah. sitting fifteenth with nothing to play for. Yeah, you know th- these next games do really matter. No, ab- absolutely. I want to take it back a little bit to to your role within the club and and how long you've been around Chase Town. And we'll talk about you and Swanee in a little bit as well. Um, how long have you been involved with the club itself and how did that come about? Um, so, I can't remember dates. Um, but my, my my affinity with the club started through through just being a, a local lad. I, I live in Burntwood. You know, yeah. I've lived locally all my life. So, I've, I've kind of followed the club Um you know, as a as a as an outsider looking in, really. Um, but then, my my playing career, I, I was about twenty seven, I think, and my my playing career had, had kind of like fallen out of love with football a little bit. And this will shock you, but I bumped into Swanee in the pub, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, my my chin was on the floor a little bit. I, you know, sitting there sulking. Um, yeah, and one of my close friends as well Danny Rock was playing for Chase Down Reserves Swanee was involved um, coaching Andy Cox was the manager at the time and he just said why don't you just come down here you know and enjoy it again yeah and so that's where I joined the football club as a player in the reserves yeah um, and that is also where the, the relationship with Swanee came about okay um, so yeah that 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 was that was about thirteen or fourteen years ago, and you're still you're still much better looking than it. You know what I mean? That never changes. Yeah, does it? you know. I mean, he looks all right for fifty-seven, doesn't he? He's, he's all right. He's all right. So, moving that kind of moving that on and 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 forward, what would you say your kind of relate working relationship is? Typically, you kind of get with assistants and managers, you get good cop, bad cop, right? I've got a feeling I know which one you are, but where would you where would you position yourself in that in that dynamic? Um, I think that if you ask the players, you know, I'm I'm probably the the chihuahua. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, a, a little bit probably more yappy and and animated, but Swanee Swanee can. Can let them know as well. Stick it to the man. Needed, but I mean, you know, you say the the good cop, bad cop thing. One one thing that Swanee and I have never ever done in in all the years we've worked together is kind of script anything. Um, yeah, you know, we 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 don't discuss what one another are going to say in team talks. And there's times, you know, if he speaks first, and he might say something I was going to say, and vice versa. But um, you know, a lot of it is just kind of through emotion or knowledge of the game, identifying what's happening on the pitch and, and then delivering it. And also it's, you know, whilst, yeah, the the, the, the motivation, if you want to 
want to call it that. You know, sometimes he's needed to 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 drive the players a little bit to get them up if yeah. the performance is a little bit flat. It, it's important, and I'm 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 big on this. So it, it's important that as much as they get the the hard yards, they get the praise as well when when they're good. And you know, fortunately, um, we've had first and foremost a fairly settled bunch of players through our. Yeah. What are we now? This will be our what? Are we three and a half years into to our time at Chase Town? Um, yeah. And and you know the the players have been stellar for us. You know the 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 consistency levels over three and a half years. And as I say, a lot of those players have been there throughout. So um, yeah. they do deserve a, a lot of praise for, for the way they've performed over that time. No, no, I agree. And we've seen players come and players go, haven't we, you know, and, um, but we have had a consistent team. I mean, that's, that's an absolutely fair shout. So from a personal point of view, your lad plays for, Chase Town, right? The the unders. Uh, so yeah, I've got two. So um, my eldest lad was playing for Chase Town Blues under fifteens, well under okay. fourteen they were last year. Um, unfortunately, they they left and they they merged with Whittington. So he's currently at Whittington. Okay. Um, ha- however, both he and I are harboring hopes that there might be a sway the other way in the summer. To come yeah. Out. yeah. Um, but I've also got a five-year-old who attends the the soccer school, um, okay. which is brilliant on a Wednesday night. Yeah, I mean, when you see the amount of traffic coming through the club now, Steve Steve Jones, our chairman, showed me the plans for for the Sundays. Yeah, and we must have, we must have about two hundred, three hundred kids coming through the club on a Sunday alone. You know, so it's so it's incredible. Um, if you could change one thing so far about the season, we've probably talked about it actually, and turning turning zero points into a into a point or something. Would that be the fundamental thing that you would change? Would it be turning that odd loss into a point, or is it something deeper? Yeah, I think that is it. Um, I mean, on the whole. I think performance levels, you know, haven't been bad. There's been games where we've played well and, and not necessarily got what, what we would deserve. But there's been other games. Um, Trafford away sticks in, in my memory that we were we were awful. You know, we, yeah. we really weren't good on the day, but we won 2-1. So, you know, football has a way of, you know, working to to no real pattern of, of what you deserve. Yeah. yeah I think if, if there was one thing, you know, Tuesday night's a great example at Mossley. Can we take a point there? Um, City of Liverpool away, lost. Could we take a point there? Um, you know, and, and probably grind out a few points, perhaps the ugly way, you know, rather yeah. than trying to go and chase a win and perhaps leave yourself exposed at times. Um, you know, I touched on it earlier, but perhaps we've got to get into the mindset that certainly away from home, a, a point isn't, isn't the end of the world. Yeah. I always, towards the end of these conversations and calls, <clears throat> I always like to give a little bit of um, uh, a rallying cry, right, to the chairman, an, an opportunity for you to get into his ear. If we had unlimited budget, what are the one or two things that you would ask for today that you think fundamentally would really 
give us a better chance of success on the field um, and also make things easier for you as a management team? What are the two things that you'd ask for? Um, at the risk of being very corporate and cheesy, we we are very lucky. Um, yeah. You know, we we spend modestly. You know, we, we have a, a modest budget. Um, I, I don't... I'm not going to predict where we sit in the league table of of what other teams spend, but what we what we are very clear on is kind of value for money. Yeah, um, yeah. and you know, there's there's some crazy figures flying around the non-league world, um, and whether people see it as the right approach or the wrong approach, and you know, credit to Swanee because he ultimately manages that, but yeah. I, I can guarantee everybody that the money that our players do get is earned every penny. You know, there's no superstar picking up an obscene amount of money that trains once a week or doesn't turn up or, you know, the, the all the boys buy in. And, and by the way, I'm talking about 22, 24 players here. You know, there's players who are there twice a week. There's certain players who travel with us, but they won't be in a match day squad. And actually, yeah. that they don't pick up any money, um, yeah. You know, so I'm I'm not going to sit and say that we want more money off the chairman. Um, the, the the chairman and the directors have always been very very supportive. And if there was something that that Swanee and and I or, or the management team wanted to do, or a player that we thought could improve us, that was the right deal, then I'm I'm certain that Steve and and the board would back us. Um, and then kind of away from the, the budget side of things, again, we're, we're fortunate with sponsors and, and things like that. So the lads don't go without anything, you know, the training kits, the track suits, you know, and all the all the things that, that make us feel, you know, nice and professional. And, and I think that's important as well, you know, because you, you're representing the football club and, and it, it's important that we, we have the right image as well. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. The, the last two things I, I want to talk about really is, I suppose that taps into sustainability, right? It feels like everything that the new board have, have kind of set up is around that word, sustainability. You know, it's around feeding the club with our own players. It's about feeding our club with the best people, both from a business perspective, but also a community perspective. I'm filling it with the best people that can aid us in our in our mission dream. Um, so if we could give a rallying cry to the fans and really get them, get them down the club for these last games that are absolutely crucial to us, give us a rally cry, Jamie. Give us a rally cry, son. Uh, again, sorry to be probably a little bit dour, but I, I think the fans have been fantastic. You know, attendances have been brilliant uh, since we've moved home uh, after after playing at Balmere. Um, so the the rallying cry really is keep coming, um, keep supporting the lads. I think there's um, it's the six home games, yeah, uh, out of the the eleven that we have left. Um, you know, and and really come and and believe in in us achieving something this season. Uh, there'll be lots and lots of teams. You know, still pushing and trying to fight and sneaking the playoffs, even as I touched on, you know, down to, you know, the middle of the bottom half of the table. Um, and it really does make a difference, you know, yeah. the, the, the supporters are vocal, you know, they back the lads. 
and you know it, it's brilliant and you know that that feeling you get of, of walking off and and down the little tunnel area and the kids are high-fiving the players and you know it, it, it means so a bit of madness bit of madness so a bit of madness okay yeah one step beyond <laughs> but yeah you know it, it, it really does mean a lot to the to the players and the staff um you know because they win lose or draw you know we we are an honest bunch and the lads are an honest bunch and and the one thing that that they will do is you know they'll run through brick walls and and they will give their absolute everything and you know i do feel like our supporters are quite knowledgeable and and even in defeat you know that they they do show their appreciation for the for the efforts you know if perhaps our quality's not quite been there but the lads have really given their all you know that there's there's a time when that's you can't really ask much more yeah, and I'd reiterate that, Jamie, as we come to a close now. Thank you for all of your work and the management team, you know, because I think they always put themselves out there after the game as well and talk to the fans and, and make themselves available. But I think just as a final point, it's a really exciting time of the season. We've got a really huge opportunity to get behind the boys, get behind you guys and really do something special. And, and play our best football when it matters. So it's really exciting. We're going to be with you on the journey. Thanks for your time today, Jamie. There is nothing wrong with size seven feet. Fact. Absolutely not. All right. We'll see you again. Thanks for Cheers, mate. on Scholar Spotlight. Thank you. Thanks a lot.